Welcome to the True Face Podcast, where we have conversations about what we can learn from what's going on in our lives. My name is Robbie Engel, and I'll be your guide as we learn how to increase trust and experience grace. Most of us get stuck in our relationships with God and others, and we end up wondering, is this really all there is to it? That's why we develop grace-based relational discipleship resources, equipping you to experience deeper relationships with God and others, equipping a growing group of men and women with a toolbox of teaching and experiences to help you go the 18 inches from your head to your heart. And today I want to process my notes and something I've been thinking about uh, regarding time and presence and contentment. And I was processing this with my spiritual director, took a lot of notes, and I want to unpack uh, with you those notes that I've been thinking about the past few days. This is going to be a two-part topic today, but today we're going to focus uh, on the opportunity to pause, to reflect deeply about how we perceive the construct of time. Then we're going to discuss in the next part how that perception of time affects our drive, our planning, our ambition. Typically, those things are related to future possibilities, which are correlated to how we think about time. But before we jump into what I want to talk about today, I want to give you some context as to why I was processing uh, with my director what I was processing. And that's because I was coming off a few days connecting with my three childhood best friends. We were hanging out for a long weekend, and we've been getting together for 25 years pretty consistently, which leads to a lot of laughter and nostalgia and reflection. And while we were on a hike, we talked about... The current insights or principles that we're all processing as we all recently moved into our 40s. And I shared that one of the principal things I've been thinking about is how little of my life I've been truly present and living engaged in the present well. For me, I spend a little bit of time thinking about the past. Based on my personal particular wiring, I spend most of my life in tomorrow, in the potential of tomorrow. I see the future and I carry the weight of opportunity in the present. For for me, it feels like pressure of responsibility more so than anxiety. And it feels like this subtle open loop in the background that I carry with me all the time, preventing me from being fully present because of what I could be doing, should be doing for the potential that I'm stewarding for tomorrow. And I'm assuming that in our fast-paced world that a lot of us find ourselves with a similar struggle against how we conceive of time. We either focus too much on the past or on the future, and we struggle to experience the contentment of the present. We all are trying to find that balance of work and relationships and personal ambitions, all the while feeling this pressure to plan well for the future. And that pressure of the future then finds its way into our present with anxiety or worry or shame. And today I hope to share the gift that I got the other day from pausing to ponder the significance of time per the direction of my spiritual director and understand how my perception of time shapes my life. So 
I reflected to him about the difficulty managing, managing this driven and visionary tendency that I have with my desire to be more present. And he reflected that in order to be more present, this was the starting point, that I needed to think more deeply. I needed to pause and, and think about the construct of time. And here are some of the notes that I took. I was pointed to this guy, W.F. Albright, who remarked that the discovery of history, history itself, that principle came from the Jews. The Greeks and the Romans viewed time more as an endless cycle of repetitions, with the same patterns repeating themselves cyclically. However, it was the Jews that saw time as an unfolding arrow through the context of history marked by revelation and progressive development. Their concept of time revolves around the idea of progress, guided by a higher, higher power, which resulted in this concept that's universal to us of history in a linear way. Luke, in his gospel, introduced a, a significant shift in how we think about time. He placed Jesus at the center of history, breaking away from the circular or the linear views by doing so, Luke implied that the coming of Jesus was the most significant, really the only event in history of significance, illuminating the past through the lens of, of Jesus's life and the future through what happened on the cross. That moment is the moment in history that changes the, the, the perception of the past as well as the future. It's through the grace of God, the truth of who Jesus is and what he did, that from that moment, history and everything that preceded it is now illuminated, now makes sense through the lens of that moment. And from that moment on, everything afterwards would be affected by that moment, which is why it's the center of the time, which is amazing that this Christ-centered thinking of time was so significant that now calendars around the world reflect that singular and primary moment in all of human history. I was also reminded and that although we perceive time as past, present, and future, it is in fact a human construct. In truth, there is only the present where both the past and the future reside. Now, history has value. By studying the patterns of the past in the present, we gain valuable insights to guide our decisions and our actions in the present. This is often referred to as wisdom. The past is not just a distant memory, but it actively informs our present, the present which is the only thing that exists. It profoundly influences our decisions and the choices in the present, and to avoid repeating past mistakes, we, we have to recognize the patterns and the lessons from history. Lord Acton uh, was the one, I think, that stated, those who don't understand their past are condemned to repeat it. By gaining wisdom from the past, we can make more informed and insightful decisions in our present. But the past is not real. The present is the only thing that's real. So what about the future? Most of my plans for the future end up, I think, doing more harm than good as I reflect on it. They end up setting these contrived frameworks 
that are often more limiting in the present by providing a boxed way of thinking. I, I think I look through the grade of these preconceived plans for the future, which limit the miraculous in my life. Focusing on the future seems to add to my anxiety, to my fear, to my restlessness. It heightens the voices of shame that I'm not doing enough, should do more, or that I'm behind, all based on some preconceived expectation for where I should be tomorrow. I can find less value scripturally for future-minded thinking aside from the value of eternal thinking, that life is short and that what is at stake eternally is significant. When I read Matthew 6, Jesus was pretty clear in Matthew 6, 24 uh, about worry and worrying about tomorrow. And James' teaching in James 4, 13 through 14 is very clear. You're missed that appears. Those who plan, I'll do this and that next year, you're a fool. What is your life? And there is a wrong wrongness, a sinfulness in worry in those verses connected to the future. And right after James 4, 13 through 14, James 4, 15 says, instead, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, we'll live and do this or that. So in regards to planning for tomorrow, verse 15 points to the alternative option of trusting God with the day, one day at a time, similar to the blessing of trusting God's provision on a day-to-day basis. As Jesus modeled and told us in the Lord's Prayer, praying for daily bread, like manna, not a storehouse of it, so that we can get to a point of not needing God. So, This concept of time, that past and future, these constructs of time are not real, the only real thing is the present, has been messing with me. There is no such thing as the past or the future. They're made up. It's a construct, and there is only history-informed present, which we are living in right now. Tomorrow isn't real. By focusing on the here and the now, though, we unshackle ourselves from the regrets of yesterday and from the pressures of tomorrow. I've missed this for most of my life, and I've missed the freedom and the peace that comes with being present. Within the present moment is where freedom is. The freedom to choose, to act, to be fully present to connect more deeply with God and with others, to be more intimately engaged with the Holy Spirit. We've got to think about how we think about time. It shapes our perceptions, our choices, and the way we experience life. By reflecting on the wisdom from, of the Jews, the teachings of Jesus, and the importance of being present, we can break free from the chains of time and live more intentionally. At least I hope so, and I trust the wisdom of my spiritual director and the potential of me understanding and applying these truths in my life. And in the second part of this topic, uh, on the next one of these, we're going to explore how ambition and the concept of time are intertwined and how embracing present-minded ambition can lead to a contentment and a fulfillment in our lives that at least I am longing for. So thanks for journeying with me as I process this stuff. I hope it's a blessing to you. 
uh, all the resources we provide hopefully help you move from knowing truth to applying truth in your relationships so that others notice a difference in how you love them. And as we're entering into a group's kickoff season, make sure you share The Cure for Groups, uh, a book, a resource for small group leaders with your church, with small group leaders that you know, and Embark is the six-part study on how to launch or reignite your group that will set your small group, life group, cell group up on a foundation of depth and intimacy that will serve you for the years to come. That's it. Check that out at trueface.org and we hope you enjoy. Thanks. Mm-hmm.